0: Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony.
1: Hey, what's up, everyone? Griff here. Another uh, episode of the Beer Engine podcast. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Hope you all had a pleasant Thanksgiving. Whenever this whenever this happens to drop, it'll certainly be after Thanksgiving. Um, again, I obsessed with the time these types of these podcasts come out I don't know why <laughs> but that's important today because I'm of course joined by um, the recently pardoned turkey uh, Donald Trump uh, recently pardoned a couple turkeys I annual tradition one of his favorite things to do so I am of course joined by corn the turkey corn how are you doing gobble gobble yes gobble, very gobble. good all right I just I really just wanted to introduce someone as corn because <laughs> Trump pardoned the turkey and then said, Thank you, corn. And I will never get over that. It's going to be one of my favorite Trump things for the rest of my life. If I made beer, I would make a cream ale, like a spotted cow style cream ale called Thank You, corn. And it would just be like my flagship beer. It'd be amazing.
0: Look, um, while I don't have a title like a lawyer would have in Australia, like the Right Honorable, um, sure. I am now spearheading, since being pardoned, Trump's legal defense team. I'm taking over Sydney Powell's role. <laughs> um, my IQ is about three, but I think that's yeah. about three times that of Sydney Powell's.
1: Ma- Magistrate Corn, or whatever <laughs> they would call they would call you somewhere, <laughs> or whatever that is. <laughs> no, the. Uh, the, the turkey pardon was very enjoyable to me i I watched it i I pretty much never watched Trump do anything i don't I don't find it compelling most of the time. I think his tweets are funny um, but him doing anything live is very stupid but i I got so much joy out of the turkey pardon. It was very funny.
0: I find tremendous joy from watching Trump walk and this is somebody who cannot walk correctly oh yeah he, he his has gait that- is not good yeah. And that whole lean forward thing he does, I think, for power is really <laughs> fascinating. He pokes out his chest and his ass is like three blocks behind him. It is the best.
1: Yeah, it reminds me when I was in drum corps. They would tell you they would have you do exercises like go you lean very far forward to try to like get balance, So you're like 60% on the balls of your feet. It looks like he's permanently on doing the exercise to go like 85% of the way on the front foot. And uh, then when he tries to walk, I'm just waiting for him to stumble over. It's, it's not good, but yeah, that's been funny for the last week. The, the, the legal defense, whatever has been going on with that, it's, it's melted down so spectacularly can't imagine anyone would have thought that would have happened. It was only painfully obvious.
0: I've got to say you're getting a very different picture than what I'm getting because I'm watching a lot of Newsmax i one American news. <laughs> and according to them, everything is going swimmingly. Now, mind you, they look like it's recorded in their basements with virtual backdrops. Um, if you've ever watched those news channels, they have terrible production value. Like I know their opinions are, are crazy and batshit, but their production techniques are just as crazy and just as, ghetto as you would imagine. Tim Paul looks polished compared to these people. And this is a guy that's worn the same beanie since Occupy Wall Street when he was a a left grifter before he made the change to becoming a right wing grifter. Or as he calls it, a new liberal grifter.
1: Grif, grif, grift when you can grift, right? Grifter's got a grift. Absolutely. Um, yeah I think Newsmax Newsmax has a vibe and what's that other one? Epoch Times that are like they're sort of like news outlets if they were produced by Tommy Wiseau.
0: Well, especially um, Epoch if, Times. if anyone knows
1: who that is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're the podcast. If, if a podcast were made by Tommy Wiseau, but you know, <laughs> at least we're not reporting on real news here. I'm calling you a Turkey and we talk about beer half the time, whatever. Um, and soon we'll be doing, uh, and, and just a heads up, I, I, I haven't cleared this with Tony, but hopefully he'll be okay with it. Cause he doesn't have to do anything actually. So he'll probably be fine with it. Um, so, uh, Not to, again, not to date the show, but we are going to be in our virtual uh, Black Wednesday virtual pub hang very shortly. And uh, we've created a Discord server for that. Um, We're going to have, you know, people can hop into that. And um, it's something that I I don't want to establish regular hours for the pub, but it's something that will probably, my vision is that we'll be in there sometimes, or people can hang out in there, sort of a central, you know, chill hang for people who just want to go in and chit chat or they want to come play a game with us. Um, I'm going to start trying to use Instagram stories to tell people sort of more at the moment, hey, we're going, we're ju- we're jumping into the pub or Griff's jumping in the pub or Tony is. Um, and that way it frees us up. For example, Tony, if, if uh, our Australian listeners or friends from Australia would like to hop in at times that might be more appropriate for them to be drinking, which here would be like four in the morning. <laughs> I can't promise I won't be drinking in the morning but uh more than likely we'll be asleep so um we're going to have sort of a more regular cadence of being out there at least that's my goal so um if you are interested in hopping into the to the server uh, like we've been saying dm us uh or hit us up at the email um, yep slide slide into our DMs. we need
0: some more sliding into our DMs. slide into my
1: DMs. oh my god yeah i don't
0: get enough of that action
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, Tony, we, we had some listeners reach out and listeners were reaching out if they weren't reaching out about the very popular, uh, pub hang, uh, today, they were reaching out about the waffle house beer and the waffle house beer has become the topic of conversation, uh, uh, this last two weeks. Uh, we heard about it from our friend, the, uh, grammar fellow. And then we heard it about, uh, it from Jay Rome, um, I don't know if anyone else pointed it out to us. I know you responded to someone, Tony, about it, but um, I just want to pull up the name. what was the name of the beer? I can't even remember what the
0: what the uh, name of the
1: Waffle House beer was. I'm going to pull it up. Was it? Bacon and Kegs? That's right. And it had a it had a nice looking um, Waffle House uh, sort of logo to it. Uh, very cool. Um, I, I don't know. I I now I I think it's an Atlanta brewery that's making this beer, Tony if I'm not mistaken.
0: Uh, you should know better than me because it's being made in America. Oh, here it is. Yeah, I'm, uh,
1: I'm, I'm smart enough to actually open this stupid thing. Um, all right. It's Alcany Brewing um, in Georgia. And, yeah, bacon and kegs, red ale. Has the unmistakable scent of bacon standing out from the typical medium hop aroma of a red ale. The malty sweetness of the base beer blends perfectly with the salty, savoury and smoky bacon extract. Oh boy. To create a delicious and unique beer.
0: I've got to stop you right there. You turned your nose up at bacon extract, but I would far rather have bacon extract in a beer than real bacon. Because have you ever had a real bacon beer? I'm sure you have. They're terrible beers on the most part because they they end up having fat in them. It kills any head retention. They have a weird mouthfeel once they're carbonated. I think bacon, bacon extract is the way to go. I think there's some things extracts are better than the real thing, and I think sure. bacon is a perfect example, especially in beer when yeast is involved.
1: We're both thinking about the bacon beer from Rogue, which we've talked about on this show before. Um, which I believe had real bacon in it, and it did have a slickness to it and was bad, of course. Um, now, Tony, I don't believe you've ever been to Waffle House, if I had to take a guess. Um, I would no, have been surprised I, if you have.
0: I haven't done the Waffle House. Out of those sort of uh, casual places, I've done Chili's, I've done Denny's, mm. I've done mm. Applebee's. I haven't done IHOP. Oh, yeah. I haven't done Waffle House. So... Are there any others that I'm missing? Of course, I've done the more upmarket ones. There was one in Vegas that had huge um, serving sizes. I forget what that was.
1: Uh, like a Cheesecake Factory type place. Yeah, I've done Cheesecake Whatever. Factory. Yeah. Dude, uh, Waffle House is not – is somewhere um, – it's, it's not as nice inside as a Denny's. It's more like a uh, – it's I don't know how to describe it honestly. It's just it's its own thing. It's it's like a diner counter, actually more than anything. And maybe that is nicer than Denny's cuz Denny's is carpeted and they shouldn't do that. That carpet <laughs> absorbs years and years of depressing uh, and tears and fucking egg juice. Um,
0: I thought you were going somewhere else with that that juice statement. I thought you were going to talk about some other kind of juice.
1: Well, this is in an Arby's in in wherever wherever that Arby's was that had the famous Somewhere a, in Texas Famous <laughs> event. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So Waffle House is not bacon. I wouldn't even say is one of the five most interesting things to eat at Waffle House, Um, which is amazing that they use bacon as just a generic breakfast thing to dump into beer. Bacon isn't even close to the thing that I would think is interesting from Waffle House to put in. Number one, I would say is waffles uh, just to throw it out there. Um, And I have had beer with waffles in it. Uh, I don't know what it adds. It's just fucking cake stuff, you know. It's yeah. pancake batter, right? Dumped it's, in a waffle iron. So
0: it's no different to a a beer with bread in it. It's kind of traditional. It's <laughs> there's sure. nothing wild out there. The other ingredient <laughs> that?
1: that making a making a kvass with rye waffles or something. Yeah,
0: but know. haven't yeah. you had English beer that's had bread in it? There's tons of bread ales out in Australia. There was one mm. that even made it to essentially our. Binny's Dan Murphy's, called Loafer. It was a yeah. terrible pale ale, but there was nothing unique about it. Bread was just another form of carbohydrate that the yeast could then convert yeah. into sugar. But the other ingredient when Waffle House comes to mind is maple syrup. Maple syrup beer would have come yep. before yep. Syrup. bacon. Um, the beer sure. I'm going to consume, I think, during the, um, the live get-together at the All pub right, yeah. is okay. Mr. Banks' Waffle House. Which is a blueberry coffee sure. ale I think is more appropriate Perfect, than, yeah. than than bacon that Waffle House are
1: producing. The other the other thing Waffle House is famous for is is hash browns. And um, you know, I, I'm not as up to speed. I, I actually believe there are traditional beers with like potato components in them. Uh I doubt that this was ever, I mean, Waffle House is not interested in making some like old world ass (laughs) potato beer or something. So I'm not saying that, but if you now, and I'm not sure that's a good idea for something to make a beer, but at least if you made a gimmick beer about Waffle House and you called it scattered, smothered and covered and topped or whatever it is when you order the hat, because you order the hash browns at Waffle House and they have all these big list of descriptions, right? That will say like, okay, scattered means it's this and top means it has mushrooms and this means it has green onions mixed in or something like that and they have all these descriptors if you would have made a beer called that that's a lot more evocative of waffle house to me than bacon and kegs which really has nothing to do with waffle house except they have bacon that you could get with your waffle or your hash browns uh it's very it's very silly to me
0: Do they even sell beer at Waffle House? Maybe they do. Um, do, And do they serve it in draft form? Because that's the other thing that sort of springs up to mind. If they're they're adding the word kegs to it, it just looks like a regular beer. No,
1: there's there's no beer at Waffle House. You can't drink at Waffle House. Um, Waffle House is where people come after they've been drinking. Um, If they're not going for breakfast, um, they're going at, you know, one in the morning and eating a waffle and some hash browns and some eggs or whatever. But... It's, uh, it's not a drinking place. I, I honestly, I, we, we have this big boom in these branded beers and they're all for brands that have nothing to do with beer or don't serve it in their restaurant. It doesn't <laughs> make any sense. Um, but that's fine. I mean, I, I get it. I, I know you want to do something edgy. Uh, this one doesn't check out to me, I guess. So I will drink it though. So if you want going to send it to me, hit us up in the email or on the DMS, <laughs> I will drink the beer. If I find it, I'll buy it. I'll drink it, of course. Um, I don't expect to from some small brewery in in Georgia. But, um, yeah, that's that's my take on it is I don't think it sounds very good, but whatever, you know, sure. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you.
0: Sounds like it's going to be a very middle of the road, three-and-a-half score on untapped, very inoffensive, very artificial tasting beer, perfect for Waffle House really, Sounds like. The only thing I do know about Waffle House is Stephen Colbert and Sturgill Simpson, the greatest living country music artist. Oh sure. Um did a song at a Waffle House about Waffle House and it is tremendous. So I would um I would say to everybody, go and check it out.
1: If if you want to get the spirit of Waffle House, I would watch the no the um Parts Unknown where Sean Brock and Tony Bourdain go to Waffle House. Uh, with a solid buzz on, it seems like in order of like thirty dishes,
0: <laughs> which is um the only way to do it right. When I went to these places yeah. in America, it, there was always a solid buzz going on. It's like in Australia, you wouldn't go to a diner like this. You would you would order something at a like fish and chip shop, and you would order some dim sims, um crab stick, mm-hmm. which is
1: that's what I that's what I would
0: do. Yeah, like an artificial. Not even crab. It's a red-coloured stick made from some
1: garbage fish that's super sweet. <laughs> Imit- Imitation crab meat. Yeah, yeah. Sure, we got that.
0: Yeah. So that comes in stick form. You throw that in the same batter that you put the fish in, then you deep fry it. Delicious. Um, but your classic drunk food, super sponge, is a chico roll. It is unbelievable. Oh, yeah and then they allow you to put your own salt on it. All the salt goes into one patch right on the top, so it's super salty. It's amazing. Perfect hangover cure.
1: I'm into that. Um, Well, I assume, I don't know where this darts match that uh, took place last week that we bet on, but um, I assume people were eating some of this awful food there. Was it in Australia, Tony? Was it in England?
0: I believe it was in England, but I'm not even sure whether it took place somewhere because i know they've been doing darts virtually so people would record from their home shed or their home bar or um just some location in their house and then
1: so they were doing contests based on the okay i mean they must have i would guess in england they have more regulation dart setups than we do here in the states with with darts yeah
0: don't you have a regulated setup where it's a certain distance the bit, the board is m- mounted as a certain oh height?
1: yeah but I would say most of the bars you go to to play darts don't have like high quality dart setups right I mean I I guess my assumption is that in a country that's betting on darts and watching it on TV they yeah. have probably more locations where the casual dart darting man darter can uh, go in uh, and and play on a real life good setup, you know, with some nice uh, whatever them, the the little darts are, I guess they're called, um, can actually whip them in there instead of me at the Beacon Pub in Forest Park, Illinois, um, you know, with a ratty old thirty year old dartboard, whipping bent tip darts at the thing as hard as I can, drunk off my ass.
0: <laughs> well, they prefer the term athlete. Like, I know you wanted to work. Oh,
1: right. oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. Push
0: the word dart into it, but they prefer the word athlete. And I know when we had three pubs in, in this town, we're now left with with one pub. Um, darts was a big thing at one of the pubs, and they, for dart competitions, would push their pool tables out of the way. They would have the um, floors marked. They would have the six or eight dart boards set up, sure. and they they would roll them through. Darts not even close to the most big, Peculiar sport in Australia though um, There are oh, yeah, certainly You
1: guys got weird sports yeah.
0: Have you heard of lawn bowls?
1: Is that like Is that like bocce?
0: Not really because there's no okay. it, it, it is And it isn't They are both played with round balls on grass Although bocce tends to be played More in sand um, Sure yeah But the balls themselves are weighted um, In one direction so, oh. they're, and they're more like an oval than a round round ball, or it's a it's a round ball with two sides each side cut off.
1: Look, called careening everywhere, yeah.
0: And so, yeah, you have a curve in them, and it is played by old people. But the, <laughs> yeah. of course, the young,
1: just like Bachi, yeah,
0: yeah. The young guns are actually young guns, and they get themselves on national TV. That's how big a sport it is during the summer. Uh, it's even played during prime time during the summer, of course, non-ratings period. But it does make it onto like normal TV, not even cable TV.
1: Well, we'll have to we'll have to get in on that when we can start betting that again. But uh, Tony, do you want to give us a recap of how Brian and I and your darts bet went last week? Um, I I, w- I was hoping I'd be awash in riches, considering all the stout I've been buying this week. So, why don't you give me give me the give me the lowdown on that.
0: Of course, we. it was a three-team parlay, and oh, yeah. had, you had first choice, I believe, and it was a match between Ian yes. White and James Wade. Do you remember who you took in that? Of course, you did a lot of research in this.
1: I feel like Ian White was my choice, right?
0: That That is correct. I'm amazed. I know it was a 50% shot, but I didn't think you had a chance at that. He was $2.17. Uh, Ian 17. just is
1: a better better name, Yeah. <laughs> Okay, better than
0: James or Ian. They're both terrible names. Like
1: Ian is not a name we have as much here in the states, right? It's a less familiar name. Lots of James than Ians.
0: Yeah. If you are going to have James, like have it as your second name on a Facebook profile, everybody knows that.
1: Uh, Yep, that's correct.
0: (laughs) Um, So you had Ian White, and Brian then had the choice between Simon Whitlock and Adam Hunt. And he took Adam Hunt. I actually went to school with an Adam Hunt. Definitely not the same guy. Um, and for my choice, I had the choice between Dave Chisnell and Jose D'Souza.
1: Oh, Jose, yeah, uh, our guy. Yep. Yeah.
0: So it should be known that one of the three leagues panned out. And that was the last league. And if you're going to go down in Impala, you might as well go down on the first two leagues because you two suckers knew nothing about darts <laughs> or about how to bet. No. You took the outsiders, you lost. Of course, it was the foreigner who came in for the win. So Jose, at $1.77, almost even money, would have been a $1.92 to be even money. But Jose de Souza came no. in for the win and you two let me down. I have no idea of the results.
1: Yeah, no, I was going to say, it was like, who did, how bad were, guys did our guys get totally smashed was it me making the you know me betting a long shot and then you know manchester city beating them six to nothing or whatever or was it was it uh was it at least like you know in the ballpark of in a, in a reasonable expectation that they could have won at the end of the match or whatever i'm just looking that up oh whatever i mean i we don't have to uh, watch a full video of it but and how do we know that these these we aren't getting screwed either? You know, I mean, if they're just doing this in their home pub, are we getting uh? Do we got we got home, we got you know home magic going on here or some?
0: Yeah, um, we could have looked up the results, but let's be honest, we were only betting to win, and Brian let us down worse. Brian, we're going to blame Brian for this loss in this parlay. He gave us no hope, even That's though right. he was the second leg, um. Because Brian's involved, we would have lost. I've been involved with many a parlay with him, and very rarely <laughs> did we come off even and having a shot in the third leg.
1: I've pretty much. I think I've. I, I think if the two of us are betting parlays, both lost every single time. Now that said, does that – One could argue that that has more to do with betting parlays than it does with betting with Brian. But we'll go ahead and just say it's Brian's fault. That's right. I think that's right. Um. Yeah. Well. I could have used that money because uh, Tony, I've been I've been throwing money away this week. It's been pretty bad. Um, I don't know what what were we won with that but We were going to win like what thirty bucks or something, probably on a five dollar parlay.
0: Yeah, of of my of my personal money, I think we were up to win fifty three dollars total plus the five. Wasn't going to. Ain't
1: going to cut it for me. <laughs> that ain't going to cut it for me, Tony. We're in trouble here. So
0: that would have covered a single stout, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, would have gotten one of them. Um, so a couple weeks ago, we talked about um, how I acquired uh, Benthic and um, the the half acre stout. Went and picked that up. We didn't talk about it last week, but I did, did share a picture on Instagram. Probably the nicest packaging that I've ever gotten with stout. Um, it was it came in its own. I don't really show this. It came in its own like logoed box the the kit did the package came in a logo like um square sort of corrugated box with a custom design on it um and then inside was the four pack of the original benthic the barrel age with coconut and coffee and then three separate boxes for each of the other two packs so a two pack of vanilla a two pack of um the uh, extra double and a two pack uh mixed two pack of like the cherry brandy and the old Ben or whatever. So it was super nice. It was expensive. It was 150 bucks for the whole thing. So not a horrible deal per beer. And to be fair, the beer is so goddamn good that there is no complaints thus far. And there are also truffles and shit in there and the candies are really good. But um, that one was definitely worth it.
0: That was going to be my key question because we all know one of the things that went down while ordering this Twitter went into a meltdown because you couldn't order them without the truffles what did you think of the truffles that um, you were forced into putting into your shopping cart you weren't forced into buying them because you could have reversed those charges
1: in the end I got the truffles and the glass the glass is beautiful it's a very very nice glass love that shape it it works it's just it's just a glass, right? I mean, it doesn't like stout comes out of that glass and turns to gold or something. It's, it's just good stout, you know, but it's a nice glass and the truffles were really delicious. Um, really good chocolate. It has a vanilla, like a, like a a vanilla truffle type filling, you know? Um, I don't know what you would call that type of what that mixture is, you know, whatever the inside of a truffle thing is. Ganache. Yeah. And uh, it was super vanilla, you know, very very distinct vanilla. Uh, tried it with the vanilla benthic, and it was great, right? It, it stood out, but still. Yeah. Then tried it with the original benthic, and it pops even more because there's no vanilla in the original, so the vanilla hits real nice with the with the with the original benthic. So, um, and you get five of them, and it's a nice, it's nice, it's a nice uh, chocolate place that made them. So.
0: Now give people a rundown of what Benthic is for people that are unfamiliar with it, because it's not just your regular um, imperial stout, is it? No. It's always got yeah, coffee in it and always got vanilla.
1: Always a it's always coffee and always coconut. Um, so oh, every benthic has a epic <laughs> shitload. Of, oh yeah, you know I was on. So I would have spent two hundred dollars for it, I don't care. Um, But yeah, I was all over this. Uh, It's all, everything has coconut in it. The extra double has three times the coconut and two times the coffee. Um, The vanilla has all that stuff plus vanilla. The old Ben is like a multiple year, not, I don't want to say goose style, but it sort of is right. It's like a three year blend of, of the three vintages. And then there's the cherry brandy one, which I've heard is fire. And that was the one I was the most skeptical of, but. Um, I'm excited to get out there
0: wouldn't you call it more like a I know we're stealing from wine but like a hermitage blend where you're you're blending different vintages because like goose is its own thing you' you're really blending different right. sournesses rather than yeah, right yeah. Yeah, yeah rather than different ages I know we're stealing from somewhere else but yeah uh, it's, really it's more like that yeah really interested to see whether you saved a chocolate to go with that brandy or have you eaten all the chocolate because I I really think the chocolate nope. would have gone nicely with with the brandy version
1: we've got we got two left so uh, those those are probably gonna go with brandy one because um, extra double doesn't is not going need any is not going to stand up to anything other than itself and the, I don't think the old Ben will either it's gonna be too hot it's gonna be a lot of bourbon um, not too hot for me to drink too hot to, to have chocolate impart anything to it so, um, yeah, I think the cherry brandy is the winner for the, for the final round of, uh, of truffles. Um, so I bought all that stout Tony. It's great. I love it. And then what did I do? Well, I bought more stout cause all the stouts coming out and I hope, you know, I know this is coming out after black Friday. I did want to give a shout out to all the gang out there. Who's trying to get their hands on stout in Chicago. Cause black Friday is the magic day for stout in Chicago. And it's also a day where I will never wait in line for beer. I'll never do it. This year is a year where you do not have to wait in line for beer. You just don't. It doesn't have to happen anymore. Um, Nobody's doing it because it's not safe. So they're all doing raffles. We're doing lotteries. We're doing all this shit to get our hands on Bourbon County Stout. Yes, of course. Um, so we ran down all the Bourbon County stout, right, Tony? We ran down the list a, a few weeks ago.
0: And how ridiculous the um the variants were. There was some, like the original Goose Island, delicious. It's not so much that the variants themselves were ridiculous. They were all sort of in the ballpark, but their pricing on those models was just...
1: Pricing. Yep. Yeah,
0: they they gouged on There's anything a... that wasn't like vanilla. Not vanilla, but but mum and pop. Goose Island, Bourbon County, right. Stout, any variant, that they, they were gouging the hell out of you.
1: Oh yeah. And guess who guess who was suckered in by that? So I um I did enter I entered three different raffles. Yeah, yeah, right. Um I entered three different raffles, uh, three different lotteries. Sorry, they're not raffles, because you gotta pay it's just a, it's you win the award the right to buy the beer. I mean whatever. So uh um Benny's did not come through for me. Uh, the jewel did not come through jewels, oh. the grocery store here. And, uh, so then I put it in at iron and glass, my local bottle shop, uh, the, our boys there, we love them boys and girls. We, we, uh, we're, we our, uh, neighborhood shop here and it, it worked out. So I, uh, got the, they, <laughs> when you win the lottery, they send you an invoice. I'm like, good. <laughs> uh, and it was a, I mean, they did a good job of making it a valuable package. So it's 200 bucks coughing, um, 200 (laughs) bucks, but you get three regulars. So you get three regulars and then every variant, all the variants. So you're getting the anniversary, which is in the, uh, the old Forester, uh, no, the Weller 12 barrels. You're getting the birthday in the old Forester birthday barrels. And then you're getting the Kentucky fog, which is the T one, you get the Caramello, which doesn't sound good to me, but is getting great reviews, so maybe. That's the Apple Cinnamon Wheat Wine. And then you get the special number four, which is the Coffee Maple. So uh, they're mine now. I ate shit and bought all of them for $200. So now I'm $350. we are just adding this up. Let's just say, let's just eliminate everything I'd ever done before now and all my horse shit. And we're going to say, just in this season of Chicago Stout, just with what we talked about, I'm 350 in the hole. That's great.
0: <laughs> that doesn't sound too bad to me. Of course, um, you've got to remember that I pay forty dollars for a single bottle of Goose Island vanilla, like plain standard variant goose island bourbon county stout is 40 bucks for me not
1: even vanilla just regular yeah, yeah.
0: yeah just regular not even vanilla i keep using that term forgetting that they do have a vanilla <laughs> even vanilla
1: is in oh yeah stuff. yeah right yeah um, and that's another $6 but wait there's giveaway. more
0: of course oh, there's wait. more you can never have too much stout
1: well we'll find out actually it's probably true but so i get it i get a note i'm i'm out i don't know what i was doing i was Oh, it's because I was, I was driving around picking up Revolution. We're not even going to include that right now. The Revolution is just its own thing. And I was buying barley wine, just to be clear. It was not stout. Um, so, uh, get a text from our buddy. He's down at Distill in Normal, uh, which does a big stout release every year. I had not prepaid for anything, any of this stuff. Uh, I think their beers are very good. They all, they always make a great... Uh, they won Fobab with this beer. It's called Dos Fidania. Um, which I think means, what's that mean? Thank you, goodbye, one of them in in Russian. Goodbye, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's a great beer, and he's like, hey, I can get you all six variants. I'm like, yeah, okay, (laughs) I guess. So he got me one can of all six variants of Dosvidanya, and that's like original rye, vanilla bourbon, orange chocolate, Mexican chocolate and then like a barley wine stout blend. No. That was eighty bucks.
0: No, yeah. um coconut version? It sounds perfect. I know. I was I would I was
1: version. fucking scouring scouring the ingredient list looking for coconut and didn't find it. And I know. Depressing. But with all these goddamn beers being made from coconut, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a shortage of coconut on the planet, uh, all things considered. But so there's eighty bucks right there. Toss that in the trash. You know, so I got those beers today. It's fine. I'll drink them. Um, and then the last, I'm not going to include burial in this because that's just bill I pay now pretty much for whatever <laughs> burial tends to me. That's not special release shit. The only other special release thing I got, and that'll get me to what's that got me at. I'm at four thirty. So, uh, the other day we get another half drop from other half in Brooklyn at iron and glass. And there was a coconut barrel barley stout, of course, in there. So that gets me to four sixty after getting that. And uh, I think that we can call it for the Thanksgiving season right there, unless a new stout comes out tomorrow or something. Uh, oh no, sorry, one more. I had another twenty five dollar uh, lottery come through from Moore Brewing, uh, which is just a standard barrel barley stout. That was twenty five bucks. So that gets me to four eighty five. So there you go. 485 bucks on stout, uh, just shitted down the drain. I love it.
0: Not shitted down the drain. Like if you (laughs) had like a meth habit or a crack habit or a cocaine habit or you- Oh boy. uh, If you um, collected Beanie Babies, I think you're making better choices with your money than those people. I really think your investment is going to hold more value than Beanie Babies and probably people that invest in crypto markets. Even those people that spend yeah. six minutes trying to get, get three cents worth of crypto dollars. Um,
1: yeah.
0: I think you're really that talking to the to the wrong person here. I'm not going to say that you made bad choices. I actually think you made really good choices.
1: Um, I, need a, I need someone to tell me how stupid I am, yeah.
0: But if you're worried about not being able to drink these in time, feel free to send them over to Australia. I know somebody who could take care of half that stock without um, even blinking. So if you're worried about them going bad because they are essentially the hazies of the stout world, they won't last more than two weeks express post them over to Australia and I will enjoy the hell out of them.
1: Tony, I should, I should investigate it before we leave for our winter out of town because I, um, uh, I could definitely unload one of those regular BCSs and a and a Dose I think you'd like Dos Fidania. I think you'd really enjoy it. It's it's more it's less pastry. It's more um, straightforward, barely classic stout. Yeah, their their rye is so good, and the bourbon's great too. And the bourbon sits around on shelves here for months and months, which is nuts to me because it's 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 right in it's right in line with with. Uh, at least D Star and BCS. If you know, it's not it's not twenty percent worse than those. Of course, you know, so it's very tasty beer. But uh, yeah, if I can, if I could, if I could figure out the rules for shipping something to Australia or and figure out how to break them uh, safely without getting arrested, I'd.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure whether um, alcohol importation in such small amounts is is frowned upon. I'm not sure. So.
1: Um, yeah, yeast samples is what we call them when you when you yes, ship them here. It is, um, <sighs> which is normal a normal thing to write on your thing. Yeah,
0: look, I understand your stout addiction. I get it. Don't get me wrong, but I also, much like your burial addiction, have an addiction to Deeds Brewing in Australia. Now they've got a mix pack of sixteen cans coming out, hundred and forty bucks Australian, and. Got some very interesting beers in it. Um, For daydreaming of summer, which I think is a single hop hazy. I'm not not even sure. Um, Yeah. Hold the cream, which of course is a hazy again. It's I think it's an oat cream hazy. Uh, The new milk bar release, milk bar always good. Blueberry and raspberry, which sounds delicious. But I'm really excited about the beer that I've sent a link to you for. Which is a Czech Pils. Now they've made a Pilsner before. It was an Oak Age Pilsner. Big fan of that. Great beer to have on a hot summer's day when you're going for a walk. Trust me, I've done it. It's delicious for going out and having a traveler. But I'm really excited about this particular Czech Pilsner. Comes in at the perfect five percent alcohol. Did you want to have a go at pronouncing the name of it for me?
1: Nazdravi.
0: Close enough because I had no idea how to pronounce it. But it sounds like it's going to be a beautiful um, Czech pilsner. Uh, they're doing nothing crazy with it other than the hops. They're going with a New Zealand hop rather than a noble hop, so that should
1: Roo-Walka. be interesting. wow.
0: Which should be interesting. Yeah,
1: I had some... I had some... Um, burial was making some, some American hopped pills, like dry hop pills. Now, this doesn't... I don't believe this is as heavily dry No,
0: no, this isn't going to be a, as a dry hopped.
1: that, hop. but... It's gonna have a. I did have a Ruwaka pills or something like that. It was a, um, but it, it definitely has a nice. Um, it's not. It's not distracting. It's not yeah. like a distracting hop bite like, uh, like some of these ones that I've had where they're like hopped with fucking Centennial, so it tastes like IPL or whatever. Um, this this should this should come out good for you. I, I'm excited for this
0: because I think Plus the um,
1: Ruwaka is, nice. is
0: actually a. If I remember correctly, I think it comes off the noble hop lineage. Whether it's Sars or one of the other noble hops, might be a Hirschbrucker lineage. So, yeah, and I think it only comes in at like five percent alpha acid. acid. So if it's used late and not dry hopped, should be um, should be really delicious.
1: Dude, this looks good. I I would be on. I would be getting these guys store to get this beer because these guys are checking out strong to me. Good vibes from the Deeds Brewing. Uh, group here. Uh, I'm on board with this. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm I, I, I don't am i know if we've talked about it, but I'm big on my pills right now too. We got, we got heavy pills here.
0: Now, don't know how you feel about this variant. I know how you feel about this style, but I was just surfing the Deeds um, page as we were talking and a beer came up in a four pack, so I'll have to add that. Jesus, I'm almost at 200 bones right here, so this is a very griff thing to do, but they've, they've got to be called Calculated Risk, and it's a dry hopped Saison, and I'm excited because of the hops they've chosen. They haven't chosen Centennial. They haven't chosen Calypso. They haven't chosen Citra, Sars, and Motowika. Really great choice to go with saison my favorite style perfect alcohol range again these guys really do anything wrong uh their malt bill looks great this is an insta buy for me so i can't wait to to score that and drink that
1: and I, I bought some i got some dry hop saison from Logsden, Artisan and ales here and uh they're in uh, bend oregon um and that was excellent so i i think you're i mean we we both know we like dry hop Saison. I'm drinking Tank Seven and all that shit for years. Oh, of so. course,
0: Tank Seven's um, dry hopped. I'd forgotten that that
1: was yeah dry I, hopped. I think uh, I think you're going in safe a safe zone here uh, that this will be on uh, sixteen ounces of it. It's gonna drink easy. I mean, I know six point two percent and it's not strong for beer here.
0: No, not but, strong you know, for a couple a
1: dude. of these. A couple of these could catch up with you for sure. Um, but yeah, that sounds delicious to me. Sounds like it'd be good for the food. Honestly.
0: It does, I always yeah. say
1: that about season about but there's a pavlova IPA here.
0: I reckon it would go well with a bunning snag because you're familiar with what a snag oh, yeah. is, of course, me being Australian, which is a – course, yeah. Like it's a slice of Wonder White, essentially. It has to be a commercial bread that you would get at a supermarket, white slice. It has mm-hmm. to be like a supermarket or butcher's sausage, nothing crazy, no, no spice to it, no – fancy variety it just has to be 100% beef and the key thing about a sausage is they should be able to be cooked by anybody and they're great for raising money so Bunnings which is like our local Home Depot they allow people oh, sure. to sell sausages in a barbecue on a barbecue that they supply and people can line up and and buy these sausages for charity And there was a big controversy over where the onions go because that is the key thing for a snag in bread. Where does the onion go? And traditionally in Australia, it has always gone on top and then your tomato ketchup goes on top of that. Perfect Mm -hmm. bite. Sure, you'll agree. Perfect for a dry hop saison. And for some reason I'm saying saison really weird today, but deal with it, people. Um, But there was, for a brief time a directive that came out from Bunnings Corporate that if you were going to sell these sausages on Bunnings land, that the onion had to go under the sausage for some litigious reason that they thought they were <laughs> going to get sued. And this created a great roar, a great uproar in Victoria. And so the Premier, which is our essentially governor, yeah, weighed yeah. in on the situation and actually um, – sort of encouraged the legal department of Bunnings to change their directive and put the onions on top. And actually, as we've had our mask rules outside um, changed, he actually made mention of the Bunnings sausage and where the onion should go. And if you're going to wait in line because you can't social distance, he recommends wearing a mask. So that shows you how important a Bunnings sausage is for Australia And the perfect match, I think, for a a farmhouse beer. I really think they go hand in hand.
1: the The news, the news there is different. You guys are arguing about (laughs) kind of like dead people, (laughs) big babies here, or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Well,
0: (laughs) we're a couple of days off um, eradicating the virus under World Health Organization standards um, in the state of Victoria. Wow. Because we've got 27 days straight with no cases and with enough testing to validate that figure.
1: We're not there yet. Got to say, I'm, a, we're, we're like, like I've always said, we're vaccine or bust. And I think I am now too. Um, not that I'm going out, not meaning that, but I, I've pretty much, my empathy level has dropped, uh, severely. I mean, I would, I would suspect the next two weeks will be the worst two weeks, uh, in the entire time of the virus, but, um, I don't. I don't know what to tell people. I don't know what to tell people anymore about uh, about this. You know, whatever. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I, I'm just going to be in the house, I guess. You know what I mean? Like that's just just been our, our motto since we hell since we started this podcast is we're just I'm just in the house. That's fine. Uh, no need. No need to do anything else. Um, all right, Tony. Uh, we're talking a lot about stout. Uh, we've been. I'm, I'm. I'm spending a lot of money on stout. You're probably not there yet, but I bet BCS lands its way out there, and you're going to be dropping a few, few bones on on BCS.
0: Well, I have been searching. Um, I'm thinking in a in a post COVID world or a well, COVID's still going on. I'm not sure whether it's being imported this year into Australia. So, might just have to deal with the Australian stouts that I've see, got hold of, and just see, have to drink. Try Hop Saison. Oh, well.
1: See, I would suspect it will get exported because I think there's more. I think these places have more beer on hand because they're not – they're kegging less. I would think they're trying to spread this beer across the damn world right now because they don't have – they're not – they're kegging a third of what they would have kegged of BCS.
0: Oh, I completely understand I that. But you've got to take into account the um, added costs this year with – um, getting it through Australian ports, everything's a little bit more costly uh, yeah.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah oh yeah because yeah you, know, you gotta you know, pay people
0: yep and you got to do contactless transfers and stuff we, like that we do
1: We're not we're not paying people here we don't do that so it's <laughs> hard to hard for me to comprehend that. <laughs> I thought we'd uh you know all think I, I was feeling pretty lazy been writing some games for us to play uh, with our with our um, our patrons here, our pub patrons. So uh not to not to ruin our uh, listeners day I still managed to get something together for you guys we love you you're you're a lot of the same people that's all right um, so I went into the brux capacitor Ten,
0: 9 8 7 6 5 4 3 2 whoa
1: uh, a very deep cut joke. I've realised that just is named after a very specific yeast strain. Really? And a and a yeah.
0: I think all our our beer nerds would be um, familiar with with brux. I'm not sure whether they'd be familiar brux, around yeah. around the um, controversy around. They don't it, know what um, Brux yeah. And the, were they two separate strains, or were they one strain, or are they a bunch of strains? That that was definitely a deep cut. And I don't know any human being that doesn't know. Back to the Future. At least parts one and two. That would be
1: funny if that would be the funnier part is if we have a bunch of people who knew what uh the Bruxinella strain was, but had never heard of Back to the Future, the movie. Um so I I hopped in that bad boy, and I I was excited to go find like, oh let me find the top ten rated Imperial Stouts from like 2010. Okay. And well uh unfortunately beer advocates uh, records in the internet Wayback machine only go back to 2013. And, uh, that's why it's just not far enough. And no, it's not, of course not. And that's why we're stuck with 2013, but I think we got a few gems in here. I think maybe even a couple of these beers might still be rated high if they were around today or if they say have different names today, but I don't <laughs> think there's many of them. And it's a little bit of a blast from the past still, even seven years. So uh, I thought we'd run this list down and, and Tony, you could give us uh, a little bit of your read on these two, because I'm actually familiar with most of these beers and I think you're probably familiar with a few of them.
0: I'd say um, out of all the car- categories of beer that we have, stout is perhaps the um, most exportable beer, at least on the higher yeah. end. I'm more likely to sure. see something like um, Bourbon County or even Velvet sure. Merkin if you want to. Anything yeah, like a high problem. alcohol, that's a good um, high alcohol imperial stuff that ages well tends to be exported and imported into Australia. So that's just that's the stuff that I do see on a regular basis more than the, the hazies or even even things like two parted That's that's a rare thing to get, and that's an importer that's that's on their yeah. game that gets that stuff because they they fly that stuff in.
1: So number ten on this list, Tony, is. I had to learn something to know what this beer was because I do know what this beer is. And I would not have known that if I looked at this name. So number 10 on this list from 2013 is a beer called pegs G O O D good rarer DOS. Um, so D O S. So it's spelled with the little periods as like initials, but it's pegs, good rarer DOS, Rare dose. Rare dose. Yep. It is from Peg's Cantina and Brew Pub. Tony, do you have any idea what this is?
0: Is this like a Alchemist beer? Is that the original name of their their brew pub?
1: You're, 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 it's not Alchemist, but you're in the ballpark of what this is. So Cycle Brew, Cycle Brewing in Tampa or in St. Petersburg. Apparently their project started in this brew pub Mexican restaurant in like Gulfport, Florida. And they were brewing there. I mean, cycle is w- well known for the dose series for the, um, all the, all these rare dose rare, um, you know, all these like, variants of it, all the, the day of the week beers, the Monday, Thursday, you know, I'm naming days of the week. They're named after the days of the week, Friday, and a couple of days, like Tuesday. Wednesdays a day, you could have Tuesday. Everyone love those. Um, Monday. So, yep. F- Saturday. Ooh. yeah, no, I think they snuck that one in too. Yeah, that's a classic. So this is how this is. Cycle's rare dose is number ten, which was I. I did not, know that, Tony. I mean, I've been relatively plugged into the beer world for ten years now. Probably this is out of my. This was out of my scope, man. I. I did not know how this was, what this was, or who the hell these people were. But they appear on this list a couple times. Did you
0: find a photo of that label? Because that to me looks like a beer that's going to have a Mamma Mia pizza beer style logo on it. I could imagine like, just like the stencil font that you find in your computer, just that the entire label just being that and just being like hard margin to the left.
1: So here's a logo from the original. This is the more, so it still says cycle brewing on it, on this label. Um, I'm trying to see. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Here's spelt brewed by orange belt brewing at pegs, cantina and brew pub, Gulfport, Florida, uh, rare dose. It's in a swing top and it's just a white label. It's not, it's not nearly as, as grody as the pizza beer one, but it's just, it's just a very plain white label, black text, rare dose batch. 100. Um, it's a swing, you know, like a twenty-two ounce swing top.
0: Bottle. Now, what's your view on swing tops? I, they're great for home brewing, but I actually hate them. I'm, I, I think they're a terrible way of of capping a beer because often swing tops for for stuff like that gets waxed, and that that's even worse.
1: Oh God, I gotta find the video of a guy called the Code Man trying to open a swing top bottle of Grolsch. <laughs> um. And not knowing how to do it, and using pliers, it's an all-time funny, <laughs> funny video. To you use your thumbs, <laughs> using pliers to pop open his swing. Top. Do you have
0: thumbs? Uh,
1: got a lot of joy out of that. Oh. So, uh, I think he, I think he was able to get his opposable digits going at some point. But um, yeah, so this came in a swing top. This is some old school shit. I would guess this was in the. Er- er- the help, like the original days of stout, heavy stout trading. This was probably some hot shit
0: for sure. Do you get involved in the stout trading world? Is that something that you've done in the past, or no. nope, you're not?
1: No, I'm not a no. Uh, I'm just not, just not a player in that. You know, if I get here's the thing: is ninety five percent of the beers I want to drink in my life, I'll be able to drink. Um, that's not a. I guess that's a brag. You know, I don't, I don't need. But at the same time, I'm sinking enough money into just buying the damn beers. I'm not going to sink more money into buying beers that I'm never going to drink just so I can trade for other beers. Um, that doesn't make any – so I can get like – because that's what people are doing at Bourbon County, right? They're buying four allotments of Bourbon County, keeping one, and then moving the rest around to get whatever other beers. Uh, nah, you know, unless I can trade money for beer, you know, maybe with a, with a friend – I'll in person, I'll be like, you know what? I'll give you a. Uh, I, a buddy uh, the other day, I, I gave him a, some money and a, and a maple deeth for a four pack of Ryeway. And I, perfect, good deal. You know,
0: both people win.
1: You know, good, good for me. You know, but, uh, I'm, I'm not doing, I'm not sending beer over the country for a different beer to land on my doorstep now. But I would guess that cycle beers are actually one of the more popular trade bait even today. So this makes sense. So number nine, Tony, number nine is a beer that almost certainly will not ever appear on this list again. It is called The Abyss from Deschutes, uh, which uh, we we had talked about a little bit before we recorded. It's it's a fine beer, a very straightforward uh, Russian bourbon barrel aged imperial stout. Um, It's not very bourbony, I would say. And there's lots of different variants of it in lots of different barrels. All those variants taste bad to me. I hate them. The tequila barrel variant, an all-time shitter. Disgusting. Um, if you love tequila, maybe you like it. I don't know. Trash to me. Throw it away. Um, but that's that's the abyss, number nine. No way in hell this appears on the list now. No. I,
0: I think... Um to shoot, were perhaps the uh, hottest brewery from that period of time. If I remember back to my travels in America around that time, oh yeah, they I were you. absolutely on fire. Um, Dogfish Head, of course, preceded them in their hotness, and of course, who remembers Dogfish Head? They're kind of the the laughing stock of the. Well, and that's that's perhaps unfair, but they are.
1: That's uh, maybe a little bit far yeah. harsh, but um, they're owned by Sam Adams now, so that's
0: oh, that's really? That. that makes complete sense. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 ninety-minute IPA is good. I'll stand. I'll stand. Ninety-minute IPA. It's it's very good. Still good.
0: There you go. I, I wouldn't have uh, thought it would have stood up today, being sort of that very old-school hopping oh, regime. Yeah. Although they were one of the first ones to push their yeah, hops towards the end, I suppose.
1: It's, it's good. It's harsh, but it, I like it. Um, all right. Number eight, this one might be peeking around on the list. I doubt it's on the end still, but it's barrel aged Abraxas, uh, Abraxas Tony, if you're not familiar with it, is a cinnamon chili chocolate yep. stout by perennial. It's very good. Um, I've had it pretty much every year it's ever come out, not barrel aged, just the original barrel aged is very hard to get. Um, easier to get now than it was, but, um, it's, uh, it's still not easy. So barely Jabraxis makes sense to me at number eight. I would guess it's maybe more like 15 to 20 these days, but, uh, it's probably still up there in, in some of the higher rated beers. That, yeah. That's
0: surprising that it was still rate right that high. Um, when you were talking about it, it sounds like it, it's going to be delicious, but there are, there's been so many new big Imperial stouts, barrel aged stouts that have that have gone on the market, some that have come and gone, but some that have stuck around. I'm surprised that it, it would still be in that top 25.
1: Yeah, it's. I think it's still got. I think it's still got some pull. This next, these next couple, I'm not sure so much. Um, so Hoonapoo's is number seven, but it's the apple brandy barrel variant. I think apple brandy barrels are popular. I'm not sure about this beer. Anymore.
0: Okay, because didn't we speak a few? Weeks ago about Hunapoo's and and their beer, um, we did, yeah,
1: yeah. So Cigar City has, I don't know. It just feels like it's less cool than it was. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're they're in that same area as Cycle. Uh, they're probably getting killed by Cycle on style. I think Hunapoo's is it's it's a beer just almost exactly like a Braxis, frankly, um, in style, and it's very nice. It's very tasty. Um, I don't think it's as popular as a Braxis now. I don't think it has that, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, thickness, uh, pastriness, uh, that maybe even a Brexit still has compared to Hunapoo's. Um, doesn't mean it's not good. I just don't think it's carrying the same weight in 2020 that it was in 2013. Now the apple brandy barrel I'm interested in. I've had a mixed bag of success with beers and apple brandy barrels. Some people freaking love them every time they're getting apple brandy Noir and apple brandy hunapoos or so on and so forth. Uh, apple flavor sometimes to me in stout, it gives me that uneasy off flavor feeling. I've, we've talked about that.
0: I, I think so. we have, but I, I'm completely in agreement with you. And when you're spending that much money, you don't want to be uneasy in in how you're going about that. So
1: Yeah. Um, Six is uh, uh, founders KBS founders Kentucky Breakfast Out. Actually, if I if we leave the um, you know racism out of it with founders, which you can't. But if I had to talk purely on the merits of the beer, of course you can't do that. But if I had to, and I will, uh, KBS is the better of the variants to me between CBS and KBS. More clear barrel flavor more clear coffee flavor. I like it. It's more evident what it's supposed to be doing. Um, It's my preferred variant of the two.
0: Is it something where you can separate the arsehole from the the product? Like we have that in a lot of worlds, the art world, the acting world, the music world.
1: Louis CK. Uh, I'm not sure if you can do that when – I think when it reaches the point of – it's doing damage to others. Um, I think that's where you cross the line. If you're just, if you're interact, if Chevy chase, for example, right. Yep. Chevy chase, maybe is just, he's mean. Maybe that does do damage. I guess that's fine, but I guess it's not illegal not. In, inflicting illegal harm on other people or irreparable harm on other people. I think just being a dickhead. So you're kind of just like, whatever, he's a dickhead. And you sort of just keep him at arm's length, you know? personally so you can laugh at the jokes i think when you reach the especially in the world of labor is even worse now louis ck was doing i think you i think that's and i think he's he's just dived right into it too so how i mean the more he jumps into and bathes in the shittiness it becomes less and less possible to like what he was ever doing so that's one bad example but i think with breweries where they employ people and people count on them for their livelihood I think it gets really hard to say, like, well, I don't like how founders behaved, but, man, do I like the beer. Ooh, boy. You know, I, I think that's that's a line that gets tough to cross when the craft, when the craft work is so embedded with the product, yeah, if that makes yeah, sense.
0: Yeah, no, I completely understand when it involves the labour force, it becomes something completely different. And, um, yeah, I think that, that stands up to every other industry, really, regardless of beer or Entertainment. When you start impacting a workforce or other people in direct, um, in their direct livelihood and the way they live their life versus just a uncomfortable opinion, yeah. then yeah, it becomes much harder. It's much harder to separate Woody Allen from from his work, at least for me, than it is to separate Chevy Chase. Good example, compl- or yeah, James Corden, like <laughs> Allen DeGeneres. They may be assholes, but. Ellen's generous kind of a different case. There.
1: Ellen I can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> I realized when a, I said that's it. that's why I was I was, so, I was so I was so disengaged with Ellen anyways that give a shit about that. I think that. that was her problem. You know, I I liked her t- I liked her TV show 20 <laughs> years ago. I thought that was kind of I thought she was a funny comic, you know. I don't know. Yeah, but
0: I thought Louis CK was a funny comic. Turns out he's a fucking scambag of a human being I can tell him yeah, a good joke.
1: Yeah. Creep. We Weirdo. Um, all right. Number five. These guys are not weirdos. They're just corporate. It's a bourbon County brand coffee. Stout. Delicious. Uh, this one, I, I, I would suspect it's still rated really yeah. high. Tony, people still f- fight all over bourbon County stats. So um, now there isn't a coffee. I mean, coffee this year is special number four or whatever, but I would guess that there's a coffee variant of BCS sniffing the top 10 every year forever. Now, pretty for- much.
0: Your coconut is my coffee. I'm like a coffee nut job. Yeah. Like any coffee beer I see, I'm going to try it. The good ones, I'm going to try and buy a bunch of. So that to me is my coconut world and really, really love um, all coconut, all coffee stouts. I've never had the Bermond County coffee variant, but sounds really delicious. And that to me, I could see why it's a perennial still um, seven or eight years later. I, I can understand why it would be still in that list.
1: Well, speaking of coconut, guess what's next? Speed Speedway Stout, Vanilla and Coconut. Tony, I never got to have this beer, and it sounds so good. I don't think they make this variant no. specifically anymore. They make all kinds of variants of Speedway Stout. I doubt any Speedway stouts are anywhere near the top 10 anymore. I like really? Speedway stout. It's coffee stout. I love
0: their stouts. We, yeah. Well, I'm sure it's the same in America. Yeah.
1: Oh, no, yeah. I do like it. No, I think. I, I love it. Yeah, it's delicious. And and I would guess it's nowhere near the top 10 anymore. Um, no barrel. Uh, the variants are very spread out. Um, it's not nearly as sweet as other stout. But vanilla coconut Speedway stout sounds so good to me. Oh. I want it really bad. It's it's so good.
0: You can get in a can now, which sounds awesome to me. You used to have to buy it in a a bomber. Like it's about the same size, but you know, I'm a fan of a can, even for a beer that's going to, or can take some age, can take six months, 12 months. Uh, I'm thinking of getting some, because I know we can get it in Australia. It was one of the first big, big dollar stouts that, that I spent money on in Australia. I love the base variant. Uh, vanilla and coconut would have been delicious. I'll do everything to try and find a coffee variant. That would be amazing.
1: Yeah, this beer sounds good to me. So number three is a beer I, I'm familiar with, but a brewery I'm very familiar with and couldn't believe I'd see them on here. It's from Central Waters, which is a brewery in Amherst, Wisconsin. And it's called 15. Now this beer was a beer aged for like 26 months in 12 year bourbon barrels or something. Their barrel aged beers at Central Waters are always good. Uh, they're always good. They're always inexpensive. I always get them. Now, do I think they're the top 10 in the world? Any of them? You know, I don't know. I would say none of them are rated in the top 10 in the world right now. But I like buying them because you can get a four pack for like. 16 bucks of high-end barrel-aged stout. It's nuts. So um, I'm glad to see them here, but there's no way they're there anymore. But just looking at this list,
0: um, you've got to take into account the number of reviews that actually form this list as well. There is, um, while it comes in at number three on that list, the number of reviews is 26 reviews. So it's not like this was a widely available beer. I'm sure more than 26 people got their hands on this beer but because you've got um, Bourbon County only having 1,600 reviews and so you scale that, it's probably a beer these days that would probably get rated by 5,000 people these days but you can get sort of a, a fan group that maybe got got their hands on this beer and perhaps it rates a little artificially high. Perhaps it's still that good.
1: feels like they have to normalise it. I am sure this beer was delicious. I'm 100% positive. It was good because I have had every, I mean, I've had a ton of the central waters, barrel aid stuff and it's great, but, um, highly doubtful that that's in the top 10 these days. Um, so number two is a, another pegs beer from <laughs> pegs from cycle. I was doing air quotes, um, from the past life of cycle, a good rare dose, um, this one only got 98 ratings, but it's it, uh, I would guess it's in the same category as the other rare dose, you know. Um, this one was probably just even more rare or got traded less or something. Actually, rarer should be more rare. I don't understand, but uh, this one uh, popped off at second place. Um, so same deal as the others. I'm sure it's good.
0: I'm sure they might have gone to a third digit, but all three – of the top beers got exactly the same score and are actually shown on this list in the number of reviews order. So maybe maybe yeah,
1: 15 makes sense.
0: might have been slightly higher. Maybe Pegs might have been slightly higher, but uh, is there just a Pegs good DOS?
1: There are definitely two different beers. I know there's a rare DOS um, in the cycle world. So I would presume that that's the same now. Um, I think they're all rare dose by the way, which is the weird, weird part about it, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, they just, these names are, it's impossible to track. If you go to cycle, by the way, they just have lists of all the barrel aged beers they have, and you're just looking at it. Like, what's the difference? I don't know what, I don't know what is making up these beers. It's crazy.
0: Before you told me that this was uh, a cycle beer. If you had just given me the name, I would have guessed one company that would have produced that beer and it wouldn't have been cycled. Did you want to take a guess at what I would have guessed that would have produced that beer? Pegs With <laughs> with we, we, the sort of naming convention that they um they went with? I'll give you a hint. They still go with weird naming conventions today. They're based out of New York I believe. Oh
1: boy. Um oh like the other half or um Evil Twin. Oh Evil Twin, yeah. That I could believe it. Yeah, there's a weird to it that it, you don't know what it means, you know.
0: Yeah, I could imagine you know? them having a pirate on the label and being like a pig leg kind <laughs> of.
1: There you go. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, I'm sure they've made a beer together. Cycle and other half or other half. Sorry, evil twin. <laughs> I'll have to look that up. All right, number one, uh, the least favorite of my uh, the breakfast stouts to me is uh, its founders CBS. That was number one in 2013, which makes sense to me because it was a beer that everybody was like beating each other up to try and get. It was like always a, you know, a hundred bottle release or 500 bottle release or something. People were dying for it. And um, I don't know how many they released in this particular year, but there's 1800 reviews. And that's probably built up over time. Frankly, it's not just one year's worth of ratings. So. Um, it's a moment in time that CBS was the number one rated American Imperial Stout in the world. Uh, I don't even think it's the best Imperial Stout that came out of Founders for the time that we could drink there. So fair enough. Um, I don't think
0: we need to discuss Founders. Uh,
1: that, gets a, that gets a thumbs down from me. I don't think we need to
0: discuss more, more Founders. To be honest, yeah, wasn't their best variant. Yeah,
1: too mapley. That's it. Goodbye, Founders. So there you go, Tony. We got in the flux compa- Brux capacitor. We flew around and we looked at the internet just like we do here. All that time travel we got to use and we just went and looked at the goddamn internet. That's what we did. Uh, stared at the screens, uh, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, Tony, I think I'm going to wrap this up because we have other engagements to attend to. Of course uh, me, uh, I have to go. I have surgery on my uh, penis, so I have to go, huh. but
0: um, well i hope the penis reduction goes well
1: it, yeah yeah that's right i have to it's it's, it's I, I can't handle this damn thing um so uh gang if you would like to email us please do that we'll talk about it on the air beer engine show at gmail.com find us on instagram beer engine pod i'm i made my first instagram story today oh my god it's amazing it was so, um, so you can maybe see that once in a while Oh, of course, it's like I said, we're the Tommy Wiseau of podcasts here. Um, uh, what else can you do? You can find us on Twitter, beer engine pod on Twitter. Uh, check us out on Untapped. I am Griff AD, Tony is St. Ma's. See what beers we're drinking, they're always good. You're gonna want them. Be jealous, haha. Uh, now I'm gonna be drinking $450 worth of stout, so take that, Tony. Any final uh, pieces of advice for our uh, listeners out there?
0: Um, like. I just want to know, are we getting food served to us in the virtual pub tonight? Is there any sort of, like, bar food going on? What would you recommend off...
1: I would do the Homer Simpson thing and just start pushing tab on your computer and hope something fly out at you. But uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I can... uh, this maybe maybe we'll do a special one time where we'll all, we'll all door dash something to our houses or whatever Postmates whatever thing you have there in Australia and we'll all eat a uh, fish and chips or something. So
0: well, I'm I'm hitting I'm hitting the tab key and I'm all I've got is a Mountain Dew in my hand. I don't think it's really worked.
1: No tab cola Didn't even, and tab is and tab is uh, cancelled now. So or whatever, you can't get tab anymore. So it's too bad.
0: You haven't been able to get tab in Australia since 1988.
1: Oh, my God. Well, you guys are ahead of us. All right. You guys have a good week. See you next week. Later, y'all.